Welcome to the new Indian woman and I am your host Krishna. In this podcast, we will examine the challenges faced by us in managing our lives and our families. In each episode, we will also look at the techniques that worked for different women, examine how to adapt it for us in today's context and learn from each other. You will get actionable strategies set in the Indian context on a wide variety of topics right from identifying your passion to better productivity and parenting. In today's episode, I talk with Durga Menon. Durga is trained in software and is now a social entrepreneur working in a very unique area. Now let us join Durga and hear more from her. Durga, very happy to have you on the new Indian Woman podcast. Looking forward to a very interesting conversation with you. Thank you, Krishna, for welcoming me and glad that I'm on this podcast. Um, where would you like me to start? Yeah, uh, nice to have you here. Let us start with a quick introduction about yourself for our listeners. I have introduced you uh, saying you are a social entrepreneur without telling which field you are in. So I'm sure everyone is waiting to hear that. So maybe if you can give an introduction leading up to what exactly you're doing now, that would be great. So, uh, as you mentioned, I'm a trained software engineer um, and uh, I used to work in the field of software uh, testing for about eight years. Uh, Total experience is about 12, but um, somewhere along the way, I don't know what triggered this uh, epiphany that, you know, I'm not doing what I really need to be doing. And it took me a while to figure out what that is. But finally, when I ended up with it, it was... Uh, running a healthy organic bakery Um, and if you ask me if I was passionate about baking I really cannot point out and say yes I spent a lot of my time baking but at some point that developed uh, because I was trying to create health food for my family and then uh, it slowly extended to my friends and then realized that you know there's Mm -hmm. a big gap when somebody who is interested in health food is looking for food outside there's a huge gap that's what made me become a food entrepreneur. But how I became a social entrepreneur was completely triggered by one interview that my husband and I watched of uh, Dr. Uh, Mohammed Yunus. And uh, he is okay. the Nobel Peace Prize winner of uh, the year 2006. Now he, I think all mm-hmm. of you know that he's uh, the founder of Grameen Bank and so many other things. But that's not what inspired us. The part that inspired us was his pro- one the one small project that he took up with uh, the uh, uh, dairy uh, or yogurt manufacturer Danone. There uh, mm-hmm. in Bangladesh, he set up uh, small rural units where Danone uh, taught rural women how to create yogurt, mishti doi, which they eat on a regular basis, how to make that in a okay. very hygienic manner and in the same clay pots that they regularly make it in but make it in a hygienic hygienic Mm -hmm. uh, manner, make a very good quality product, and then sell it door to door. So that uh, completely inspired us because we we were thinking of coming back or at least contributing back to where my husband came from, which is a rural area, or from where I am from, which is Bangalore. We just wanted to come back and do something for society because there's a lot of unemployment, especially among women who are, you know, sometimes they're in a very bad position uh, economically and you know uh, financially unable to do anything for themselves. 
so that that was the key factor and once we got that idea into our head it it didn't leave it was not like you know something that just came and went it's just like it it started growing there like a fire it started burning and you know we have got to do it we really have to get this going yeah. so so by that time you had already identified organic food as an area where you want to do something not no not very clearly um, so we were thinking that we need to do something with rural uh, women and because i was quite clearly doing quite a bit of things with health and mainly baking uh, it kind of uh, moved to in that direction okay yeah. wonderful yes. and then uh, then we've decided that we were pretty well settled there uh, we just decided to throw all of that to the wind and then come back uh, no yeah. when you say they yeah, where, so where is this in seattle and okay. uh, uh, we moved back uh, growing pretty much everything selling whatever we had and moved back okay. there is one uh, fire burning within us uh, we came back and we set up tried setting up a small baking unit uh, in my husband's native village which is 125 kilometers from here this was how many years back approximately 10 years back okay so mm-hmm. i mean we came with our ideals and we thought we could do this but what we did not realize is that rural women are not ready to change their mindset they're not used to baking baking is an alien thing uh, for mm-hmm. for rural women so we finally changed that module made it into more of a dairy thing where they could buy their cows with the seed funding that we were giving them and then they ran a little milk business so that whole thing of baking kind of did not work in the rural area uh and then okay. but i was still passionate about doing something like that because health food i felt was a really really huge gap um so we decided okay. to bring that whole idea back uh here to bangalore um and since okay. we were living in the sarjapur re- road area i realized that there are a lot of unemployed youth um so mm-hmm. we thought we could look at that you know uh, try and help giving give them a focus uh way of earning a living as well as get trained uh from you know from some experience bakers and those kind of things that's where the seed for luvia was planted okay so it's nice to hear uh, you starting off something and it is a very different story uh it's not about a hobby or a passion making you do that and i'm quite interested in that particular interview mm-hmm. uh you know if that interview can be so inspiring i i am like looking forward to yeah. uh, listening Thank to you, that thanks. one so i am the founder um, or co-founder i should say my husband also is part of this but uh, basically i run the operations it's the founder of luvia bakery which is spelled as l l u v i a bakery uh, where we do help what does it mean luvia means uh, rain in spanish so luvia oh, okay. was started primarily as a social entrepreneurship which meant to uh, uh, identify and train uh, unskilled uneducated women um and uh, the part the training would actually be life skills which is baking uh, which is a very important part of bangalore's uh, culture and along with the life skills the main thing that we were going to work on was the uh, soft skills because if you see uh, the youth of today if you suppose walk into a store and you see a person who's employed there if they are from the surrounding areas you see that a conversation uh, carrying on a conversation is very very difficult it's just whatever is needed to check out your item that's about it but they do not have that friendly attitude which will bring the customer back so these kind of things we were trying to impart we were trying to impart to these women so that if you interact if you know put your mm-hmm. soul into that you know when you're 
selling a piece of cake you put your soul into it that person will come back because they like the way you spoke to them or you cannot yes. be rude no matter how angry the customer is you cannot be rude you have to be very very soft and calmly pacify the customer and you know tell them that there was a mistake there's a mistake so these kind of things were are not explained to anybody and i think even educated youth is not explained so leave alone the people i was looking at training so a uh, huge part of this is soft skill training and uh, there is mm-hmm. a, you know there's a methodology that we follow where uh, we kind of induct them into the system telling them that this is how you interact men women this is how you interact these are the boundaries you cannot cross these you can crack jokes but you know your joke should be within this limit you know it can't be yeah yes. uh, you cannot just say whatever you feel like no comments about color clothes uh, you know caste none of those things will ever come these are all the things that are told to them when they just approach us for the interview which is so different from any interview that happens we don't ask okay. them their background if you talk to any of my employees we never ask them where are you from what have you done what have you studied we tell them these are the rules are you okay to stick to it because this is a family and we have rules and if only if you're okay with those rules you're inducted into the family that's about it okay and then the commercials come next obviously because that's what they're interested in but it's like you know un- un- mm. until you agree to this part we won't even think and then we say that you are on a probation period for a month we will assess you only by not your learning skills we are assessing you by your attitude if the attitude is the attitude, attitude. is not right within a month you will get a warning you're given another month to fix that attitude issue i'm quite heartened to hear this uh, because i strongly believe that attitude is a key anything else can be taught uh, and the person if they display interest it can yes. be learned they can develop interest everything yes. attitude is a core yes. thing so i'm very happy yes. to hear by the this time they leave whether it is 3 months or 6 months or whatever it is a changed person is going out that is the basic uh, principle that luvia works on that is all actually it is not a bakery it's not anything it's a soft skill training school <laughs> soft skill training yes. school who uh, as part of this process of training and getting skilled they also uh make very tasty tasty uh, food and very <laughs> yes, good is so of course if we don't if we don't uh, give them the security of a good salary and of a good environment then we will not be doing anything good by changing their uh, attitude and sending them out because once they go out into the world it's even harsher right however harsh we were here it's yeah absolutely a harsh environment there nobody respects you so they should have the strength to kind of take all in by all that that's that the, the core change we're trying to do is right there which nobody seems to understand except the people who come here yeah. the people who come and they get changed they are the only ones who understand what we're trying to do here right right baking itself yeah. is an art uh, and it is not easy to get people who know some aspects of uh, baking and we should also remember that in bangalore you see Uh, schools of baking mushrooming all Correct. over the place where you have to pay huge amount of uh, fees for Acquiring some kind skills. of course in yes. baking acquire and even a basic uh, course bread making course or a cake yes. making course is, uh, is charged even a 3 hour course is charged so yes. high so i just wanted to share this in the context mm-hmm. this yeah. training it's happening in that context so maybe the people who come may not even be aware that they are getting this kind of training yes. apart from soft skills they are getting this yes. training as part of their employment that's correct i don't think they realize that 
because many of mm-hmm. them leave uh, you know they are here just as a job just to be here for the job security sake uh but yeah many of them do okay. not understand when they step out they realize that the salaries are much lesser outside and the attitude is different mm. and i'm not trying to praise dubia or anything i'm just trying to say this is reality basically it's reality check i want to talk about your other primary roles because i am aware that you have um adolescents and young adult in your house and managing children and all over the last so many years you have done and that is the time when it would have demanded maximum attention in terms of taking care of your children as well so i just want to you to touch upon that i am sure there would have been challenges but what is it that made you take up so much at this point of time in your life see it was for me a now or never thing when i started that was 10 years back when i was 35 i had little more energy than i do have now um but mm-hmm. kids were smaller but i think the way we have raised them uh, they were always independent kids as in you know if the basic food is provided they will do rest of the stuff for themselves studying everything they have done on their own so i didn't really need to pay attention to them i really thank my stars for you know giving me such a supportive family um husband also doesn't demand anything at all he is the one who's encouraged me to get into this so that helped where having a supportive mm-hmm. family if i needed backup staff my family would actually pitch in uh, they would come they would also okay. be packers movers uh, marketers whatever you ask mm. of them you know even the kids however small they were they wow. used to come and help out because and it's not that i asked them particularly i would just say look i'm going to be working till 1 1 am today uh, because the mm-hmm. uh, orders are so much the staff there is some issue two three people are out uh, sick and uh, so i'll be working late and um, somewhere around 6 pm once uh, all their stuff is done i would see that they walk into the bakery and they'll say you know we are an extra pair of hands so please take use our services too so they would just pitch in because they they would see me struggling and they want me to succeed so they have pitched in a lot um, it's only in the last uh, few months where my daughter had to leave to university that i stepped back from the bakery a bit and said i told my staff you have to handle it this time and uh, and i need to give her some time here that's nice to hear that they have also uh, chosen to pitch in what i tell entrepreneurs is there will be difficulty otherwise it's not a business and you you have fully well gotten into this knowing that all this is going to happen and that your family life is going to get affected but uh, at some point it will even out so you should just not give up you just have to hang in there try and ease ease out all the wrinkles in all spaces I have this question of what is the biggest challenge but until now what we have been discussing is challenges one after the other but still but still I can't really classify anything like, as because every day is a firefighting day so I'm really not sure what I can classify as the biggest when I'm in the fire it's the biggest thing and the next day it's like oh okay it's past so we are done for now hmm. so uh, the biggest challenge although I mean it's not one little thing I'm just saying as a situation the biggest challenge is always trying to make sure that the incoming money is equal to the outgoing as in you know we are able to sustain that is the biggest biggest problem in a health food uh, setup and especially mm-hmm. when the focus mm-hmm. is on uh, people where i am trying to make sure that their lives are comfortable profit line uh, mm-hmm. takes the last uh, the, the last priority so we are profitable mm-hmm. but we are just barely profitable so that's where we are so that 
the biggest okay. challenge is that is that how do i find that balance between what i think is good for is is you know good uh, life good comfortable life providing that to all my staff plus making sure that the business mm-hmm. moves in a smooth manner so that i can actually take a breather and relax right in this whole process what is it that you have uh, faced or it may be in the personal friend it may be in the context of the business or work atmosphere because you are a woman yes uh, there is a very uh, serious lack of uh, what do you say people don't uh, take me seriously because i'm a woman in the baking business <laughs> yes because uh, the only thing they think about when i make my uh, cold calls for marketing is that oh this is a homemaker who is just doing something uh, at home and wants to try and sell that product to a company i'm treated like that so nobody even asks me what is my background when i say luvia bakery nobody even you know whoever wants to meet me does not even actually look up the company because they, they probably think it's not worth even that okay so that i feel is very oh, bad okay. because see if somebody calls me so somebody wants to make a marketing call and they call me i uh, post that uh, conversation i'll go back and look at the company and see what is that company what is the company doing so that when the person comes over i'm able to at least talk intelligently right <laughs> ask the right, right questions yeah. so they you're saying is they don't do that no. about you because they yes. assume yes they assume and large okay. large companies have done this and uh, i i can hear the derision in their voice it's like oh you know a oh, woman baker entrepreneur kind of thing like okay <laughs> what does that really mean <laughs> so yeah okay so i'm sure a lot of women have faced this issue and i'm not saying that's a, that's a general attitude but i have heard it there are others who go the other way Mm-hmm. they are very respectful of a woman who started a business as, uh, and is continuing so a lot of our uh, suppliers uh, material suppliers uh, they are like that mm-hmm. they actually appreciate the fact that i'm running because they actually come here and see this place and they understand what we're doing and uh, they're very very mm-hmm. supportive of us so there's that and there's the other side where we're trying to reach out and do business and those people just don't take us seriously so that has really been a problem for some time okay when you are doing so many things so within the uh, organization and managing the home as well as this in all of this could you share some of the techniques uh, that you have used uh, which has helped you in your time management or in your productivity time management i've always been one of those i told you hyperactive people so there's never mm-hmm. a lack of energy until i hit my pillow i set my alarm clock very early uh, because i do the cooking at home i don't like anybody else doing the cooking because we're very very clear about what we want to eat so i set my alarm mm-hmm. clock early 5 um, get try and get in a bit of exercise before i start in the kitchen finish with the kitchen and then move on with whatever so prioritization getting up very early definitely lack of sleep but that doesn't seem to mm-hmm. affect me in any way making sure that my thoughts are very clear for the day before mm-hmm. i come uh, before i step into the bakery i want to make sure that my thoughts are clear of late uh, i've been actually writing down things that i need to uh, do because sometimes i'm getting uh, pulled into a lot of things so it's just like a, okay. a total focus then so basic that's what it is it's high energy and a lot of focus grit and determination planning the day planning uh, planning ahead planning the week planning the month planning the end of the year so last year we did very well because we had set a very very clear target which i explained to my employees also we are working this hard because we want to reach this target and the reason we want to reach that target is because 
we want to show that a social company can actually grow it's not like people think it's a charity it's just something that can actually grow so i make okay. sure that everybody is on the same page and uh, we get that mm-hmm. i yeah i guess you can say one a structure in the workday as in planning it well very clear communication skills and focus wonderful it's nice to hear this uh, because many people sometimes they'll say i'm not sure what worked for me i can see the clarity of thought that focus that you're talking about uh, it's already visible in how you are articulating it we try many techniques yeah. okay and we ourselves are adapting to di- different roles both in the home front and family front uh, work front everywhere uh, so some things which works for us at some point of time doesn't work for us Correct. later on yeah right so is there something that you would like to share uh, which is which used to work for you earlier but doesn't work for you now oh, yes definitely because it's been 10 years so age has affected my energy levels i mean there's no no doubting mm-hmm. it how much ever you exercise you do yoga you meditate age is going to take its toll on you so my energy mm-hmm. levels are definitely affected but that's why i have handed off quite a bit of things to my staff because i have mm-hmm. realized that i cannot take this kind of stress uh, as i used to be able to do so that that is definitely something i feel that i have compromised on but uh, you know you have to acknowledge that this is what is going to happen even in the future years the the levels okay. of stress and the energy levels are definitely going to change the levels of stress that i can bear and <laughs> it's a highly stressful job believe me hmm. so you have shared your responsibilities you have trained people and that allows you to kind of delegate some of, some of Correct, the responsibilities yes. if you were to share a tip with your younger self what would that be my tip would have been to rethink my social business plan so, mm-hmm. so i would say if i had known what i know now 10 years ahead um, mm-hmm. i would have focused first on the product made sure that we have a very good product and a good uh, sales force i mean sales channel for it before i focused on the mm. people but i did the reverse because for me uh, okay. the social part of it was much more important than uh, making sure that the business was a viable business it would have been a less stressful uh, journey for me that's all uh, so it's yeah. good to interact with a peer group in my case 10 mm-hmm. years back uh, there wasn't a peer group where i could talk to but now at this point uh, any entrepreneur wants to start there will definitely be a peer group in their line of work so it'll be good to interact with mm-hmm. such people to find out the do's and don'ts basically if anybody is willing to talk about their failures go and talk to them about their failures forget about the success the success will always come you need to learn from mm-hmm. the failures and nobody wants to do that so, uh, even if you see um, suppose anybody calls an entrepreneur uh, for a guest lecture they're always talking about how well the company did you know i grew i grew it from this to that but nobody says what happened in that span of time you know what what it drained yeah. from you what it took from you that is what the uh, new entrepreneur needs to know because if they if they don't right. have the grit to go through that phase and go through that grueling um, period then they will buckle mm-hmm. and they will close and that i have seen that i've seen Correct. in many many women entrepreneurs many women who started mm-hmm. maybe two years after i did uh, there were a lot of articles about me and there are multiple people who wrote to me and said they were going to start too and a uh, few years later they have buckled under pressure and just stopped because they're not able to take it so somebody there has to be a failure peer group somewhere where they <laughs> even fail uh, and the same entrepreneurs who close also should be able to tell people why they close and why what 
Yeah, that's what we do. That yeah. is true. That is true. And I again, once again, I extend this to beyond entrepreneurship. So, so many times, uh, you feel that what uh, you want to speak to somebody yes. who was almost at the point of giving up, Correct. and and why did they not give up? What did they do? How how did they sustain their energy levels? It's so important to know that. Yes. So even in our case, it's not been a smooth journey. It's like. Uh, at least two times in the last ten years, we have come to a point where we would have had to close the business. We were uh, not getting enough business. I can't say we were under loss, but we were not getting enough business. And to sustain, we need to have a certain level of business coming in. And because this is okay. a health food, and this is something that is that was sort of pioneering the food journey, it was very difficult to get people to support it. So twice in the whole journey, I've ha- I've really had to think that even at some point. my supportive group also said you know are you sure you want to do this are you sure you want to continue and uh, mm-hmm. i go back home with you know feeling really sad my my alone space is in the bathroom so i go shut myself go shut myself <laughs> in the bathroom so that nobody can disturb me and just sit there and first of all cry my eyes out because i can't cry in front of anybody i can't cry in front of mm-hmm. my own employees because that would dishearten them i can't cry in front of my family because that would they would feel that you know uh, i am starting to buckle under pressure so maybe they should do something even more to support me so i don't want any of that i just go mm-hmm. to ball my <laughs> ball my heart out and <laughs> and then uh, once all that emotion is out then i clearly think yes no do you want to do this okay. or do you not want to do this and the answer is always yes because it, i know that it will click and i know it's going to happen so then i figure out okay next what do i do sell my gold Yeah. Or next, do whatever. But it's going to happen. <laughs> Durga, you come across as a very confident and a very happy person with a smiling face always. Are you aware of this? Yeah, I I know for sure that I'm not a worrying kind. I don't worry about anything. Lot of times, people see me as happy. There is some stress, and the stress never comes out. And I always, for me, it's I have to figure it out myself. I can't. Uh, so if Krishna, if I were going to tell you this is what I'm going through, it may be just a venting point. But if you tell me maybe this mm-hmm. is what you need to do, I will still go only my on my own path. So I'm a little bit stubborn in that mm-hmm. way. So it has to be solved from mm-hmm. within me, and it has to be my own solution. So that's where the confidence mm-hmm. has always been. I think my character type is like that. Uh, happy mm-hmm. person, yes. I don't let uh, much. sadness creep into me or uh, in confidence or depression or anything like that it doesn't last for too long yes there you will see phases of that be a day mm-hmm. maybe a two days it's like i'm going through the worst possible time in my life and take two days for me to just bounce back up you come across as a person who is very self aware so is it something that you have consciously worked on on your self awareness or is uh, it yes That has happened with experience, or is it a natural process, or is it something you have? Uh, yes, about? I know about working on it. It is partly a natural process. I've always been very aware. So I know very clearly around the age of twelve, thirteen, I was very clear what I wanted to do while I was in school, when you know, post school, all that. I was very, very clear. Uh, mm, uh, so I okay. set some goals. I always I'm that goal setting type. Whether I reach it or not, but I at least okay. set some goals. Yeah, I'm yes. saying I'm uh-huh. super wonderful doing all that. I do set some goals, and then if I don't reach it, I'm pretty okay not reaching it also. So that that's been my yeah. attitude for a long time. Uh, 
I can relate to that <laughs> yes. fully. Yes. And age has helped. Of course, age has helped. Every year of learning and every year of being in, in whatever a, a hard situation, happy situation has definitely uh, you know honed that. Uh, but so mm-hmm. that's what I tell. Um, I would like to tell a lot of women is like have that basic confidence and love for yourself. That really helps. Whatever the situation, it need not be a business. It can just be life itself. Uh, just be happy to be the person you are. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with you. You're absolutely perfect. It is like you were giving the answer for my next question. Next question was, what is your motto or something that motivates you during? your bad days and that is exactly what you said you know <laughs> be happy bad days will happen you cannot have a perfectly wonderful life and anybody who's telling you that they have that life is probably lying okay or they're not telling you what is happening mm-hmm. behind it they would just like to show a happy front um you you told me that i look like a happy person no it's not that i have my own problems but i don't let it bother me for too long and allowing things to bother you i want to ask about this aspect when you chose a different path more difficult path than a very easy straightforward job i'm right. saying in terms of the options available no, no, i'm not saying jobs are easy no, yeah so people around us we ourselves so i can imagine in that situation you may be aware of how people around you your i hear that your family was very supportive but there is this extended family there is a yes. society in terms of neighbors the larger right. friends group yeah. etc you are very conscious of uh, what they will say and uh, when i speak to many i'm saying especially in the indian context women get pulled down by this thought of what would others say yeah. of me so i'm sure people would have uh, said many things and that may have been a factor for you Uh, in terms of to what extent did it affect you or it did not affect um, you it depends on the person who's telling me so if my immediate family were to say that i would actually give it some thought it's uh, but mm-hmm. if uh, extended family friends neighbors would say anything negative or would say you know you're doing the wrong thing or you're not following the right path i would not actually pay attention to it i think that's how i've always been like you know only i only listen to the people to matter and that to un- just until i can figure out whether what they're saying is actually right because sometimes uh, a third party voice is good to listen to you know you, you you see it from a third perspective and you kind of get some rational uh, rationalizing into into the situation yeah i am talking ab- not about in terms yeah. of inputs in terms of the fear of failure in front ah, okay. of people no, that that is not bothered me <laughs> i am thinking when it comes to all that um in fact my own uh, mom and dad do not understand what i'm doing and they're not very happy about this whole situation um but that doesn't okay. bother me and like i said it's that i don't know somewhere that core self confidence has been built in and i'm just uh, you know uh, putting out a genuine um, uh, request to everybody to kind of develop that because that's the only thing that will get you uh, i mean keep, make you feel secure it's just that deep feeling that who you are is who you are that's it come to terms with it yeah right regard and people are go- going to continue yes. to say things yes. anyway yes. and whoever it may be it's just that you just need to know this is what you are so connect with yourself and understand what you are there are faults yes no, mm. no nobody comes without faults try to correct it as much as possible if not tell your uh, uh, you know other half that you know these are my faults and trying to work with it or 
whoever even a colleague or whoever these are my faults i understand and if i am overdoing it please let me know otherwise i'm going to try and fix it myself that's it so just be you so just be you and this is where you are that is your way of seeking yes. help conveying uh, you know this is these are my improvement yes. areas nice so what are your current um, aspirations and could you also share a few bucket list yes. items in terms of the business um, i had written out a, a bucket list where i wanted to have a factory of 200 such people actually luvia has trained in the last 10 years 100 plus uh, such entrepreneurs they are ready to be somewhat entrepreneurs with good soft skills and you know some really ideas hmm. but i actually wanted a factory sort of thing that employs 200 people at one time that would be making a huge okay. impact in the area but i don't know when that's going to happen that's a huge huge plan <laughs> we are we're right now only at hmm. 10 employees that's a really big plan <laughs> uh, yeah that is what dreams are yes. made of my other bucket list before hmm. i started this business was to run a full marathon i ran a half marathon i've been a runner for oh. quite some time from the age of 12 i've been a runner sprinter first um then because oh, of age oh, okay. changed to long distance running and then i couldn't run long distance for too long because it's a sprinter attitude where i consume all mm-hmm. my energy in the first the first <laughs> half mile okay. and that's it i don't have anything left so i to retrain myself Uh, I ran half uh-huh. marathon and I was um, I was trying to focus to train for a full one, but that did not happen. My ultimate ultimate is to run an ultra marathon, a fifty mile run somewhere. So even now you continue Very to small, run. Uh, you know, it's not any even anything close. I can do uh, I do whatever four kilometers each time, maybe three times a week. That's about it. I can't do more than that. So somewhere I feel you are having. much more than 24 hours in a day <laughs> somehow secretly that is happening i told you but okay so <laughs> when i touch the pillow i crash out i have absolute no clue what is happening <laughs> and i don't have any basically no social life <laughs> no i don't think any of my friends have ever met me for uh, at a social occasion for anything <laughs> it's self imposed self imposed exile uh that's because i'm uh-huh. quite busy doing what i want to do so i'm focusing on this. my focus is like this i yeah. focus as much energy as i can and once i feel it's succeeded or it's reached a stage where it doesn't need me then i'll go back to my friends so <laughs> then i'll find out okay. who my true friends so, are so so right? the way <laughs> that is true that is absolutely true that's when you will find out your true <laughs> yeah. friends and uh, the way you're talking about the how, the business in your life and uh, that i don't find time for other things is uh, it's somehow that flavor of it is positive it's not in a complaining tone where oh i am so busy so it is you know it's filled with uh, liking of yes, what you're doing yes sure. i am very happy what do you do, all of you do as a family we are actually a very hermit uh, kind of family when my family is like they don't want to go out Uh, if at all we do anything mm-hmm. it's some shopping so the major shopping spree we went on where i actually took couple of days off was when my daughter was going to university and she actually needed to buy clothes in bulk so that's that's about all that we have done uh, otherwise we are at home we are, um, daughter and i used to paint yeah oh, okay. when son was smaller he used to play stuff with me now that he's a teenage kid he doesn't really want to interact with mom so 
there is one uh, line by uh, basveshwara uh, who which has mm-hmm. influenced me uh, so i took kannada as a third language i'm more comfortable with kannada than with malayalam because i grew up here mm-hmm. and it's very difficult for me to express anything much in malayalam uh, uh, so okay. there is one line by basveshwara when he said antaranga shuddhi bahiranga shuddhi so he said you shouldn't be looking at uh, the outside uh, cleanliness because that's what most people focus on you should look on the cleanliness from inside it's where your spirit is clean mm-hmm. uh, so that oh, has okay. really influenced i have repeated this multiple times to a lot of people because i feel mm-hmm. society has all these you know rules and regulations about mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to religion that the you know outside cleanliness is very very necessary of course hygiene is necessary i'm mm-hmm. not saying no but that shouldn't take importance over the cleanliness of your spirit wonderful that's nice to hear happy you shared that on behalf of everybody i would like to wish you and the luvia team all success and i am going to wait for the day to come to your 200 member dream factory, factory. Yes. yes absolutely okay. <laughs> absolutely uh, you know let us hope that thank happens you. soon thank you so much krishna thank you so okay. much this has been the new indian woman with your host krishna thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode and will tell your friends about this podcast in case you haven't already please subscribe to this show by clicking on the subscribe button this means you will get my new episodes automatically and you will be able to listen to them every time i publish the next episode do visit my website thenewindianwoman.com for related blogs on this topic of course i would love to hear from you you could rate or leave a comment in your podcast app or write to me at krishna@thenewindianwoman.com at thanks once again I look forward to more sharing in the next episode and please don't forget this you are amazing fill your life with lot of laughter and fun only you can do it